to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host. My name's Jared St. Clair, and it is good to be with you again, bringing you more interesting content about health, nutrition, fitness, and ultimately obtaining your greatest level of vitality. That's what Vitality Radio is all about. Okay, so last week on the show, I did what sometimes happens, uh, maybe a little more often than I wish. I wish there was a way for me to figure out just how long I'm going to ramble about certain topics. I got off on a little bit of a tangent about mammograms, which is funny considering the topic of the show was men's routine health maintenance. Men, generally speaking, not getting mammograms, but yeah, it just kind of went that way. And that's okay, I guess, because I heard from a lot of people that it was a good show. They enjoyed the content, but we did have to cut it off early. What it was, basically, is I took this article from WebMD, one of my favorite places to go when I'm researching the show, because WebMD, as you may or may not know, but it's easy to figure out once you go there, is almost entirely funded by drug ads, ads from Big Pharma. And so, as you might assume, they are heavily influenced as to what they do or do not push, and of course, It is called WebMD, as in medical doctor, and of course, we know that medical doctors primarily prescribe drugs. So, what I did is I took this article, Routine Health Maintenance for Men, and I thought, you know, what does WebMD recommend, and how would that differ from what I might recommend if given the opportunity? And then, as I was reading through the first Uh, or just the, uh, sorry, the titles of the seven, actually, I think there was eight, eight different uh, headings that were in this routine maintenance for men, I realized that uh, it might be fun to play a little game, Two Truths and a Lie, kind of a getting to know you game. If you heard it last week, hopefully you had fun with it. I know I did. I did not read the actual content of these headlines until after I decided to play two truths and a lie. So what I found is there were a lot of lies and some truths and some half-truths in these things that WebMD was uh, spewing about routine health maintenance. But I'll tell you, the last two that I didn't get to last week might be the most important of all. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit those last two things so I finish it out. And don't worry, ladies, if you're listening, I'm going to do a routine health maintenance for women episode as well. Heck, maybe it'll even be two episodes. Probably start that next week. Haven't quite decided. If you heard what happened on the show last week, I'm going to pick up right where I left off. But of course, I can't do that until I clear my head a little bit with this thing I call the morning rant. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. Today's rant is kind of a tough one for me. And it needs to be done. And I hope you'll bear with me because I'm going to tell two local stories of people here in Utah, neither of which I know personally, one of which is a dear friend of someone who is a friend of mine, and the other, just a news article that I read. And one is kind of silly and mildly... um, 
annoying, I guess. Well, pretty annoying. The other one is downright tragic. I'm going to blend these two stories together to tell you that it is time to kill the confusion and the demonization and the outright fear of things that come from hemp. Yes, hemp, marijuana, whatever you want to call it, cannabis. And you hear me talk about CBD a lot. I'm going to talk about CBD a little during this rant. But I want to discuss sort of the greater picture of the ignorance. I mean, pure ignorance and naivety that is happening among us here in Utah and throughout the country and probably to a lesser extent throughout the world. Let's start with the article from KSL News. Eagle Mountain, Utah. Angeline Washburn tried over-the-counter CBD oil for depression. I am the president-elect in our PTA, said Washburn, who lives in Eagle Mountain. Make that former president-elect of her local PTA. After telling friends, I guess someone told the principal that I had taken marijuana or something. Soon after, the Utah PTA asked her or asked to meet with her. They needed me to turn in my resignation. I was shocked, Washburn said. As a nonprofit, Amy Choked Nielsen says the state PTA errs on the side of caution when it comes to kids. In this particular case, Utah PTA and the Alpine School District feel that the right action was taken, Choked Nielsen said. Utah PTA has no objection to its volunteers taking CBD oil or any other medication under consultation with their medical provider, she added. She says an initial misunderstanding was part of the problem. It wasn't clear what it was that she had taken, she said. An employer can still decide what they're comfortable with and what they're not, according to uh, an expert on the topic. Washburn appealed with the state PTA. I wanted my name cleared, Washburn said. Her appeal was denied. I think I just have to be more wary about what people can handle, she said. I think what she means by that, and I don't know, I haven't talked to Angeline Washburn about this, is that she probably won't tell people next time she tries a natural, legal, safe, non-impairing, non-addictive product like CBD for fear of losing her position with the PTA. I mean, come on. Are we being serious? Yeah, we're being serious. This happened. This happened a couple of weeks ago. This happened in Utah. This is ridiculous. And it's important because we have to understand the much bigger issue. Notice what the clearly undereducated member of the PTA, Amy Choate Nielsen, said once again regarding what they, the Utah PTA, are comfortable with. She said, Utah PTA has no objection to its volunteers taking CBD oil or any other medication under consultation with their medical provider. This is a problem. It is time that we take a stand and quit relying on Dr. Knows Best. Let me tell you a story to illustrate this point. It is true, it is incredibly scary and sad, and it's happening all the time. A close friend of mine had a conversation with a friend of hers yesterday. They both have mental health issues within their families, including bipolar disorder. My friend has had great success with CBD and the probiotic Just Thrive. Her friend called her to ask about CBD after seeing people rave about it online. I overheard some of the conversation and then later asked her about it. This is basically how it went. Her friend, the mother of a 16-year-old daughter with diagnosed bipolar disorder, simply wanted to learn more about CBD so that she could maybe convince her husband that it might be worth a try. Her husband doesn't want to try CBD. Why? Because it's marijuana. Now let's have some context. This poor girl of 16 years 
is seeing a psychiatrist regularly. He has prescribed a cocktail that made me cringe. She was on Lexapro, Lamictal, Adderall, and Abilify, all at the same time, all at 16 years old. That's an SSRI, a mood stabilizer, an ADHD med, and an antidepressant enhancer. Then, mom and dad decided to shoot a video of a rage episode that lasted over 45 minutes, including slamming her head against the wall, frantic screaming, crying, and threatening. I got to see the last 90 seconds of this video, and it was tragic. They showed this video to the psychiatrist, and he immediately took her off of all but Adderall, and then added Latuda. Let's talk about the side effects of these drugs first. And due to time constraints, I'm only going to focus on two of them. We'll start with Lexapro. Now, it's important to understand that the drugs, when they go through the FDA approval process, there is a time frame that these studies have to be done, the pre-approval studies. But then afterwards, FDA collects data, and the drug company is supposed to as well, about side effects uh, after long-term use, things that may not have been discovered during the pre-approval process. That's called the post-marketing experience. Adverse reactions reported subsequent to the marketing of Lexapro. Now, this is according to RxList. This is a drug website where you can learn about side effects of drugs and things like this. This is all documented stuff that the FDA has that uh, the drug companies have. The following additional adverse reactions, it says, have been identified from spontaneous reports of Lexapro received worldwide. These adverse reactions have been chosen for inclusion because of a combination of seriousness, frequency of reporting, or potential causal connection to Lexapro and have not been listed elsewhere in labeling. However, because these adverse reactions were reported voluntarily from a population of uncertain size, it is not always possible to reliably estimate their frequency or establish a causal relationship to a drug exposure. Okay, I want to go through that really quickly. So basically what they're saying is we have these post-marketing experiences. This is real users of the drug, not placebo-controlled. So all these are people who are actually using Lexapro, and they are self-reporting the side effects that they receive from it. And these are just the psychiatric disorders that are being reported. Now, we don't know because it's not a double-blind, placebo-controlled study. There are limitations to this information. However, this is self-reporting coming after the drug is in the marketplace and I want to just, I want you to listen to these things that are being reported from the use of just Lexapro, not necessarily Lexapro with three other psych meds, okay? These are just the psych psychiatric disorders. Again, the list was huge. I'm only grabbing the psychiatric disorders because I think it matters the most to people who are being evaluated and treated with psych drugs by their psychiatrists or family doctors or whoever it is they're seeing. So here they are. Acute psychosis, aggression, agitation, anger, anxiety, apathy, completed suicide. That's successful suicide, okay? Confusion, depersonalization, depression, aggravated delirium, delusion, disorientation, feeling unreal, hallucinations, visual, visual and auditory. Mood swings, nervousness, nightmares, panic reaction, paranoia, restlessness, self-harm or thoughts of self-harm, suicide attempts, suicidal ideation, and suicidal tendency. Now, let's go back to what it said about where these are coming from, okay? These are being chosen to be included in the report because of a combination of the seriousness, you can tell these are serious things, and the frequency of reporting. I think that's important to understand. We don't have numbers. All we know is that these are frequently being reported, these serious side effects. 
Now, what I watched in this video from what looks to be a beautiful, otherwise healthy young woman, a 16-year-old, in a heap on her kitchen floor, crying and screaming at her parents from an episode that my understanding started with the inability to find a bobby pin the night before. Yeah, that's right. Ended up being a 45-minute rant and rage session on the floor in a heap. On these four drugs, one of which, Lexapro, has all of those things associated with it. And I'm telling you, the other ones have very similar things. Then, her psychiatrist, and I have a real problem with psychiatrists, of all doctors, I think they are the most ridiculous in terms of how they prescribe, what they prescribe, and they're just plain drug pushers. They're worse than the guys downtown pushing worse drugs, my opinion. Well, here's a pretty good example of this. This doc sees the 45-minute rant and says, uh-oh, we better take her off three of these drugs. Now, my understanding is took them off cold turkey. That's really dangerous. The first thing you have to understand is that psych drugs, the most dangerous times are the first four days going on, the first four days coming off. None of them should be taken off cold turkey. That is extremely dangerous. And every everybody knows that almost. Non-doctors know that. And yet this happened. And then he put her on something called Latuda. Now let's talk about Latuda. According to the documentation on Latuda, increased risk of suicidal thoughts and behavior in pediatric and young adults in short-term studies, not even long-term, closely monitor all antidepressant-treated patients from clinical worsening and for emergence of suicidal thoughts and behaviors. Latuda is not approved for use in pediatric patients with depression. Keep in mind that there are severe dangers during the first few days of a new psych drug and the first few days off of them, like I mentioned. And I want to go back to this. Comes off of four drugs, goes on another one. Extremely dangerous. I mean, this guy should be locked up for malpractice. He ought to have his license stripped. He ought to be working the drive through at Arby's where he can do a lot less harm. But here's the thing. Remember the last line, Latuda is not approved for use in pediatric patients with depression. Well, she's 16, therefore pediatric. And now she's on a new cocktail, Adderall and Latuda. Who knows what that's going to do? We're talking about life and death stuff here. And so now let's go back to Angeline, this seemingly kind and balanced woman who deals with mild depression, decides to try CBD. Word gets out. PTA says, you can't serve on the PTA because we're too worried about the risk to the children. But then they say, but if your doctor recommends CBD. What? First off, CBD is an over-the-counter, legal, natural, very, very safe non-medication that helps to balance the central nervous system. It doesn't have this giant long list of scary side effects, including completed suicide. It helps a lot of people. And yet we have this maddening, maddening problem that drives me out of my mind. And it's not just about CBD, but in this case, it's about CBD, where this father won't put his daughter on CBD because it's quote-unquote marijuana. Well, first, it isn't. CBD comes from hemp, yes. Marijuana comes is a hemp plant, yes. CBD is non-psychoactive. CBD is non-addictive. CBD is legal and safe over-the-counter and isn't even monitored by the FDA 
or the uh, health departments or anything like that in Utah. It's monitored by the agriculture department because it's an industrial plant here in Utah. It isn't marijuana. It isn't marijuana. It isn't pot. It isn't the reefer. It isn't weed. Okay? It is a natural herbal extract that could actually help this girl. And yet, because of the ridiculous nature of preconceived notions and an apparent unwillingness to just educate himself, he won't put his daughter on that, but he'll put her on Adderall, Lexapro, Abilify, Lamictal, and now Latuda, which isn't even approved by the FDA for kids her age. Because why? Because the psychiatrist said it's okay. If my daughter was the one screaming and crying on the floor on a cocktail of four psych drugs, I would spend hours educating myself, trying to figure out what could I do that isn't going to put her at further risk further in harm's way, and instead, because of some preconceived notion that somehow or another, CBD is marijuana, no way am I putting her on that. Well, let's go a little further. What if it was marijuana? If that was my daughter, I'd be handing her a joint over handing her Lamictal, Latuda, Lexapro, and so on. Because I'm here to tell you right now, (laughs) marijuana is incredibly safe by comparison to all that garbage. We have to stop the demonization. We have to wake up. I've got another case of someone I care about a lot. Someone who's shopped at Vitality for years. A wonderful woman in severe pain. Scared to try CBD because it's marijuana, I guess. We need to clear the slate. Get these preconceived notions out of there and be willing to just allow nature to help us out. I felt so badly for this poor girl. And I don't know if CBD will solve her problems. I'm sure it won't on its own. But I've seen it do some really wonderful things for people in similar situations. I've seen lots of people get off of lots of things that they don't need because they have CBD. And even if it wasn't, I'll never sell medical marijuana. Even now that it's legal in Utah and eventually we'll have dispensaries, I'm not going to be the guy qualified to sell it, but my word, will I be the first one to tell somebody, go get that over these psych drugs that eventually lead to suicide and so many other things. We have to recognize there is a difference and it's time to stop limiting our ability to help ourselves, to help our children Because somehow or another, we're scared of something that the doctor didn't say is okay. There are options. There are alternatives. And we have to remember, doctors are educated on drugs and drugs alone. That is a problem. Okay, I'm going to cut to a break. When I come back, I will have for you part two of Men's Routine Health Maintenance pretty good stuff. I think you're going to like it if you are a man and if you are someone who loves a man, you may want to listen to it. But if you are a woman and you want to know what the routine health maintenance is for you, that's cool because we're going to do that probably next week's show or within a couple of weeks. Got to put that show together. Thank you so much. I'm going to be right back. My name is Jared St. Clair and this is Vitality Radio. 
After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal. People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blog or online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is, we don't just sell supplements, we consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or drop us an email. Info at vitalityradiopod.com. That's info at vitalityradiopod.com. All righty. Welcome back to Vitality Radio. My name is Jared St. Clair. I'm your host each week, and it is good to bring you this show once again. I absolutely love doing Vitality Radio. Our goal here at Vitality Radio to help you obtain your greatest level of vitality through natural means and hopefully without the need for drugs or surgery. That's what we try to do here. So last week, I had to cut it off early. Uh, we had the constraint of that one hour on radio, and so as such, I left a big chunk off the show. The title, as I mentioned before, was Routine Maintenance for Men, Routine Health Maintenance for Men, and we were talking about this WebMD article where WebMD was uh, giving us two truths and a lie, or sometimes one truth and two lies, or three lies. It was a mixed bag of truth and lies there. But basically, my version of routine health maintenance for men and WebMD's version of routine health maintenance for men. And yeah, pretty different things. And uh, so there were two topics left. And I'm going to jump into those right now. And I'm going to do the two truths and a lie thing again. And remember, before I do that, WebMD, almost exclusively funded from what I can tell, I've actually dug into this and looked, it's almost exclusively funded by the advertisements that you see on their site, which are almost exclusively paid for by Big Pharma. As you can imagine, they may not be the most unbiased source of health information. Okay, so number seven on the list of eight things was get a flu shot and other recommended immunizations. Now, immunizations, vaccines, shots, whatever you want to call them, they are a hot-button topic, as I mentioned last week on the show, a very hot-button topic. And there are big uh, fights, especially on social media, about you know whether vaccines are good, whether they're bad, whether some are good and some are bad. And uh, it seems to be very polarizing, to say the least. I feel like it's Democrats versus Republicans whenever I see any kind of battle on uh, vaccines and people are kind of demonized if they are anti-vaccine out there and it's an interesting thing that I have chosen to kind of steer clear of to some degree because it's a big topic and the big thing I ask anybody regardless of what it has to do with if it has to do with your health whether it's vaccines or doctor visits or pharmaceuticals, or surgeries, or therapies, or vitamins, or herbs, or whatever, is that you just do your own research and make an informed decision. It's really that simple. If you inform yourself and you get information from both sides, I mean, I never want anybody to listen to Vitality Radio and just take anything I say for granted that it's true, that I'm this trustworthy guy that doesn't... Uh, 
have, you know, any skin in the game, so to speak. I mean, heck, I own a nutrition store. I sell vitamins, herbs, supplements for a living. Of course, I'm going to have a uh, view that is positive on that side of things. It's what I believe in. Now, that doesn't mean that everything I say is right for you. It doesn't mean that what I say replaces your doctor's information. It certainly does not. What it means is I'm here every week to try and just give you my point of view on things as far as I believe them to be true. You get to decide if what I'm saying is garbage or if what I'm saying is accurate, and you need to do your own research to figure that out, especially when it comes to medicine. So back to this recommendation from WebMD, get a flu shot and other recommended immunizations. One thing I have not shied away from in the last seven, eight years on Vitality Radio is this flu shot thing. Let's talk about what WebMD says first. Influenza is still one of the leading preventable causes of death in the U.S. I'm going to call that a half-truth. The flu doesn't usually cause major problems in men who are otherwise healthy. That's true. But for men who are elderly or who have other health conditions, influenza can be life-threatening. True, it can be, but no matter how healthy you are, the flu can lay you out for days, causing misery and missed work. You also might pass it on to someone more vulnerable than you, according to WebMD. But this is the thing I like the most about what they said. The flu shot isn't a guarantee you won't get the flu, but it slashes your chances by 50% to 90%. Now, I love that word slashes. I mean, it sounds like we're we're selling tires, we're selling cars, we're giving 35% off of the latest VW, whatever it is. That's what that sounds like. We're going to slash the prices by 50 to 90%. Well, they're saying that the flu shot slashes your chances of getting the flu by 50 to 90%. That is 100% false. 100 percent a lie. Not 50 to 90 percent. 100 percent a lie. They have literally nothing to back that up. Nothing. It's misleading. And it's a whole load of something that I just can't even say on the radio. Each year, a year in advance of the flu season, the powers that be take a best guess as to what strains of flu will be most prominent the following year. On average, over the last decade, that ends, what ends up in the flu shot is only guessed correctly 44% of the time. Therefore, even if the flu shot is 100% effective for everybody who gets it, that means that it only can possibly slash your chances by 44% of the time. But that number doesn't even add up because... The chances of you getting the flu are pretty small to begin with, right? Not everybody gets the flu every year. So if the chances are pretty small that you're going to get the flu, and the flu shot is only 40%, 44% accurate on average, some years as low as 10%, it is literally impossible to slash your chances by 50 to 90%. However, the greatest proponent of the flu shot is our own Centers for Disease Control, the CDC. They estimate that through a process that is too confusing to understand, that 7 million flu illnesses were prevented in 2018 by the flu shot. I will suggest that that is a whole lot of hot air, but let's use their numbers as if they are facts. 40% of Americans opted for the flu shot in 2018. 40%. That is about 131 million of us. If 7 million illnesses were then averted, that is actually about 5 to 6% chance that the flu shot will prevent the flu for the average American. And that is based on the huge assumption that the flu shot even works at all. I contend that we have no hard evidence that it does. So the propaganda machine is in full force here. WebMD says we reduce our odds of getting the flu by 50 to 90% by
by getting the flu shot, and yet the CDC says it's closer to 5%. See the problem here? This is one of many reasons why the next item makes little sense. But before I get into the next item, I want to clarify my position on this because I really do think it's important. First off, there are many things, many things that you can do to help prevent the flu. We know that getting proper sun exposure, proper vitamin D, reduce your odds of getting the flu quite dramatically. There's excellent clinical backing to back that up. We know that just plain enhancing your immune system makes a big difference in terms of your odds of getting the flu. That means simple things like vitamin C, herbs that can help boost your immunity and, and, and resistance to infections. Things like olive leaf extract, echinacea, garlic, simple things. Exercise is actually really good for boosting your immune system. And of course, I talk about it all the time, probiotics. 80% of your immune response comes from within and what's happening in the gut specifically. So that's important. So, and then even the things that doctors recommend, that the CDC recommends, like washing your hands with soap and water, these all reduce your chances of the flu. And what's really important to understand is that we don't know if the flu shot works. We know it's not very accurate most of the time, but we don't even know if it works. There's no really good evidence that it does. And the recommendations that have been made on the flu shot are just pulled out of thin air. Like the thing where they said, oh yeah, pregnant women, it's totally safe. Take it, it's really important because when your baby's born, your baby can't get the flu shot. They're too vulnerable which is interesting because they give it the hepatitis shot when it's first born. Seems like they would also be too vulnerable then, but whatever. I digress. Now we know that there is pretty good evidence mounting that the flu shot may actually lead to miscarriage and premature birth. We're starting to get some information on that after 10 years of evidence mounting. And yet for 10 years plus, they've been telling us, all pregnant women should get the flu shot. It's important to understand something. I really, really think this is important, and I've talked about it a lot lately, but you have to understand, people giving you advice about your health have an agenda. Me included. I'm going to include myself in that. I sell nutrition products for a living. I don't make, make money doing Vitality Radio, okay? I sell nutrition products for a living. I have an angle. That doesn't mean that what I'm telling you isn't true in my mind. In fact, I hope you understand that what I'm telling you, I believe to be 100% true. I don't ever come on Vitality Radio and in any way try to mislead you listening to me. It doesn't mean you should trust me. You have to understand that why we do this, whether it's me on Vitality Radio, whether it's WebMD, whether it's Pfizer, whether it's the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, whether it's the World Health Organization, everybody has a position and there is a reason that they take that position. Now, speaking for myself, I believe in what I'm telling you. I believe that if you listen to the things that I'm preaching every time that I get on this microphone and start talking about nutrition, that you will be healthier because of it. Whether you buy anything from me or not, because there's plenty of places you can go to get the stuff that I talk about. I hope you'll come see me at Vitality Nutrition, obviously. And that's okay, because we all have to make a living. The problem is, why is it that I can be so clear about that, and yet the Centers for Disease Control act as if they have no angle. They do. When do we trust the government, blatantly trust the government, blindly follow what the government tells us to do, except when it comes to our health? I mean, remember when Common Core came out with education? People were furious. Facebook groups jumped up 
all over the place. People fighting against Common Core. No child left behind. When it has to do with education, people freak out. But when it has to come to do with health, we just do as we're told. Just follow the shepherd. Well, if the shepherd's the government and massive corporations making billions of dollars off of you, I'm not sure I want to follow that shepherd all the time. Get the facts. Get the information. We are in the information age, and there's a lot of evidence that backs up a lot of the stuff that I say. And interestingly enough, when WebMD, like we just discussed, throws out propaganda numbers like 50 to 90% less chance of getting the flu by getting the flu shot, and the Centers for Disease Control says it's like 5 or 6%, hmm, first off, is it even worth it? 5 or 6% reduction in risk? And we know there's some risk to getting the shot itself. Okay, I've ranted a little too long about that. The last item on the WebMD Routine Health Maintenance for Men list is this. Get to know your doctor. Now, I'm all in favor of that. If your doctor, you can get him, get to know him out on the golf course or at the country club or uh, wherever, you know, church, wherever you might see your doctor outside of his office. But it's very interesting because this is what WebMD has to say on it. And I'll tell you what other experts have to say on it. Men are less likely to go to the doctor than women. Men's health conditions are often more serious when they do finally seek help. Men lead women in 14 of the top 15 causes of death in the U.S. Do you see a pattern developing here? Experts disagree as to whether healthy men need yearly checkups, but if you have a health condition, you should be in your doctor's office often enough to notice the magazines change. Now, first off, what does that mean? The magazines change. Don't magazines come out monthly? I don't know what that means. Even if they're saying annually. Hmm. They say themselves, experts disagree. Well, they say this, visiting the doctor may sometimes feel like an unproductive, stressful hassle, but routine doctor appointments may also save your life down the road. Is your health worth it? Man, <laughs> That one's, well, that's a final dig, right? Is your health worth it? Okay, WebMD. Here's the thing. And it's important to understand this. It's important to understand that even experts within medicine, many doctors included, possibly yours, I don't know, are saying annual checkups, the routine maintenance of all routine maintenances, are unnecessary. If you are a generally healthy individual, male or female, going in once a year, there's no real merit to it, according to a lot of experts. And I'm not talking about on the natural side, people like me. I'm talking about actual doctors. There's article after article all over the place, including published studies now showing that going in to see your doctor once a year maybe has no value. But worse yet, it could be dangerous. Now, why could it be dangerous to go see your doctor annually? Well, if you heard the show last week, you heard me talk about mammograms for women, prostate exams for men, and how those can lead to some real dangerous things. So false positives are a big deal, and I'm going to talk about that more in just a second. But how about overprescription of unnecessary medicines? Too many people getting too many drugs that they probably don't need and dangerous tests, or invasive tests, or expensive tests. All of that can create issues. But let's talk about this false positives thing again. An annual health exam is a venerable tradition, right? Stretching back to the late 19th century. Those heady days of medicine when doctors overestimated their own ability to cure disease. Now, I, I think it's funny that this is also from an article about uh, exams. I don't think that that's changed that much. Those heady days of medicine when doctors overestimated their own ability to cure disease and badly underestimated their tendency to cause it. Now, what do I mean by that? Those are my words. Their tendency to cause disease. Well, first off, 
If we have the false positives, a lot of bad stuff can happen. But how about when we prescribe drugs that probably aren't a good idea? I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Well, every episode of Vitality Radio, probably, being honest. But uh, let's talk about the false positives. Remember what I said earlier, well, in the last episode, if you heard it, about these false positives and screenings, whether it be breast exams through mammogram or uh, prostate exams. Well, what about a urinalysis? In a urinalysis, doctors look for protein or blood in the urine to check for chronic kidney disease, explains uh, Ativ Mehorta, Mehrota, sorry, Mehrotra. Well, that's a tough name. A doctor who studies healthcare policy at Harvard Medical School and the Rand Corporation. If it's positive, you do a repeat. If that's positive, you ultrasound the kidney and then possibly do a biopsy. The risk is low, but kidney biopsy can lead to hemorrhage and even kidney removal. Kidney biopsies are perfectly reasonable procedures when a patient has symptoms of kidney disease. But looking for disease in an other, otherwise healthy patient, then performing a series of interventions to prove the screening test wrong, that's bad medicine. That's according to a doctor who studies healthcare policy at Harvard Medical School. So we do have this tendency to go to the doctor, I think, too much, especially this once-a-year tradition when everything's fine. Now, obviously, if you're sick and you feel the need to go to your doctor, go to your doctor. But there are a lot of people, including on the healthcare side, the modern medicine side, that say once a year, for no good reason, there's no good reason. Don't do it. Okay, I've got to cut to a break now. When I come back, I'm going to talk about something called candida. If you haven't heard of it, You've got to, and if you have heard of it, I've got a solution you may not know about, and it's really awesome stuff. That's what we're going to talk about when we come back. It'll be a quick break. My name's Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. During this COVID-19 challenge, Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful now offers curbside pickup. Just call 801-292-6662. We will take your order by phone and have it ready when you get to our parking lot. We can also ship product to most of Utah next day. Give us a call at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Thank you. Welcome back to Vitality Radio. I'm your host, my name's Jared St. Clair. It's good to be with you again. We're almost at the end of this episode. I didn't realize how close to the end I was. So I'm going to talk very briefly about candida, but I'm going to have to bring you the full topic next time I am on. And uh, that will be next week. I'll probably include that with the women's routine health maintenance. I hope you enjoyed the episode today, and uh, I'm now going to have to wrap up the show with just a little bit about Candida. I guess we'll call this a teaser, and we'll talk more about it next week. But if you have questions about what I say and you don't want to wait until next week, just give us a call, 801-292-6662. Do you have any of these going on in your life? Oral thrush, you know, that white stuff on the tongue mild to severe fatigue, brain fog, intestinal or stomach problems, including gassiness, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, irritability, recurrent genital or urinary tract infections, skin and or nail fungus infections, sinus infections, joint pain. If you've got more than two or three, maybe even four of those, uh, you might want to think about researching candida. That's C-A-N-D-I-D-A. It's not Canada, but it's close. Candida. Uh, if you don't already know what it is, you should make yourself aware. It happens when we have too many antibiotics. Uh, we eat diets that are high in sugar and refined carbohydrates, high alcohol intake, weakened immune system. We take oral contraceptives or we have diabetes or high levels of stress. Candida is nasty stuff, and I believe it impacts most Americans at some point, 
and a lot of Americans chronically. We've got some really, really nice solutions for it. I want to go into the science and really talk about it, and I just don't have time today. But that's what we'll talk about next week on Vitality Radio. Thank you so much for listening to me. If you like what you hear, go tell somebody. And remember, this is going to be a podcast real soon. We'll still be live here locally, but we will also be everywhere on all the major podcast players. We will keep you up to date on that as it happens and as it goes live very, very soon. Thank you so much for listening to me. My name is Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair, produced by elizabeth joy windham with very limited help from jared our awesome music is by brian bob young Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.